0: We're going to take a bit of a change of pace. We know the Northern Territory Property Council has expressed fears that the Northern Territory could lose population once it reopens to the rest of the nation. Uh, it does follow on, obviously, from the latest release of the ComSec State of the State report. And joining me on the line is the Executive Director of the Property Council here in the Northern Territory, Ruth Palmer. Good morning, Ruth. Good morning, Katie. Ruth, um, there were some positive signs in that latest State of the state report, but in some areas we're still seriously lagging. What are your concerns following on from the release of the latest ComSec report? Thanks, Katie. Uh, That's right.
1: So, again, you know, we've seen consecutive negative quarters from that ComSec report. It's a report that we need to take seriously. Uh, These reports are done by experts in their fields. Um, It's not something that, you know, we can just simply brush off as being a a nonsense report, which we've heard from from the government this week. So, you know, these these are um, facts and figures that are coming out that are published. Um, While we are seeing population numbers up, there is the rest of the spending that is down. And, you know, we're at a real risk at the moment where our population will change. When when New South Wales, Victoria and Queensland really open up and get their, get their workers happening again, get the streets bustling again, we will lose those people. We know that those rental demands have peaked, um, but we're at a real risk of seeing those going back to that boom and bust cycle um, when, when the... Population starts to open up and move around again.
0: It's certainly something that we heard um, even just a little bit earlier this morning from Daniel Rochford in Central Australia talking about the fact that, you know, that once we do actually open up and once we kind of are um, operational again, I suppose you might say, um, that it is actually making sure that we've got the workforce here in the Territory. That's right. And, you
1: know, these are things that we've been talking about for the last couple of years when COVID started. We can't get into this false um or feeling that everything's going to be okay or that everybody's going to stay here because a lot of people that are here at the moment are still work from home from Sydney or Victoria. So Mm. we don't actually have the jobs here for them. We're not creating new opportunities for them, but we're also not creating the lifestyle or the livability, or the affordability for people to want
0: to be here. And Ruth, you and I have spoken on numerous occasions about this and about the real need uh, to plan for that population growth and around, you know, some of what you could describe as a lack of planning in recent years. And um, and we know that then there's been that discussion since obviously COVID impact the, uh, impacted the Territory, uh, where some had been saying we've got COVID refugees moving to the Northern Territory. But I mean... Uh, Obviously, you guys are concerned, the Property Council is concerned that we're going to see an exodus of people from the Territory. Is that mainly because you feel as though there's not enough jobs in different industries or why do you feel as though that's going to happen? It's a
1: multi-factor of things, Katie. There's a lot of reasons as to why people would leave, but there's also reasons as to why people would come. We also don't have the appropriate infrastructure to be able to support a huge mass of population. We uh, need to be looking at the crime and antisocial behavior. We need to be looking at um, the livability, uh, the housing affordability, healthcare, schools, all those things make a difference to why people want to come to the territory. Not only that, but there's obviously the economic levers as well. So, what are the policies that will bring here, and what are the jobs and opportunities that will get people to want to not only come here initially, but to be able to stay? So that long-term population is what we need to be able to grow the territory strategically, but to really get out of that boom and bust cycle, which we see, which affects a lot of Territorians who are trying to look at rentals or who are trying to get into the housing market. Um, it also really makes an impact to our commercial market uh, when we when we're looking at businesses wanting to stay. We've only heard this week that we're seeing another territory business close down uh Mm -hmm. because of the the issues with covid so we need to be creating that long-term sustainable future for the territory which all starts with that population base
0: now ruth obviously yesterday uh we heard the government sort of announce their further plans around the borders but also in terms of home quarantine Um, what did you make of it from the property council's perspective
1: well, we're obviously supportive of the um, people being vaccinated. We do encourage people to get out and get vaccinated. Uh, we've obviously had concerns around the lack of clarity or con- consultation that's gone with that. Um Luckily, we are meeting with the Chief Minister this week, which is good, Um, but we do need to have some consistency around messaging. Uh, We need to get away from this sort of fear factor or the misleading information that gets spread. Uh, We all need to be on the same path. We all need to be able to work together to be able to get the territory back on track. And unfortunately, over the last few weeks, there has been a real uh, disconnect between industry and the government, so it's really hard to send
0: positive messages out to the community when they're just not filtering through correctly from the government's point. And Ruth, we did also hear uh, yesterday on the show, I did ask the Chief Minister about um, these plans that they've got, um, that obviously there's going to be some fairly significant changes coming into play when it comes to government tenders and also the awarding of contracts and he said that the workforce uh, in some of these instances is going to need to be, well in fact in all of them if you're going for a government contract or a tender is going to need to be 100% vaccinated. From a property perspective, um, is that going to have any kind of impact on your industry? Absolutely. I mean, we have uh, a lot of
1: members that are in the construction industry that um, are doing a lot of tenders, engineering tenders. So that's something that's going to have to be managed um, very closely and appropriately. Our concern with um, the, the mandates that have come down is the extra onus that it does put on business. So this is something that we have been trying to avoid, the extra pressure that goes on business around, you know, keeping people's private details, how that is going to be monitored, how you can track and test every single person that comes into your construction company. Um, this is something that we are requesting on, uh, but also be, to be able to provide answers to the people who are going to be that frontline in those frontline roles where they will be responsible for their staff and their tenders. Mm. Uh, so that's where that consistency really needs to come through, so these messages can get out. And this is what we've been calling for. Um, it's all well and good to have the mandates, but there is a lot of questions still around those grey areas of how it's managed, and also what onus extra that this puts on on businesses especially the smaller businesses as well you know they may not have the resources to track this sort of this sort of stuff but also they may not have the knowledge to know how to use the um, most up-to-date technology or software that could
0: possibly hold this information. Mm, Yeah there does still seem to be quite a bit to work through. Uh, Ruth Palmer we always appreciate your time thanks so much for having a chat with us this morning. Thanks a lot Katie. Thank you.